Welcome to The Shiv Show, where we are all about people getting to know people. We are here to humanize the individual behind their brand and share their story with the world, with, of course, a few laughs in the mix. Now, it's time for your host, Australia's most Canadian podcaster, and just like the knife, Shiv Rat. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Shiv Show, where we're all about people getting to know people. Now, in this episode, we get to meet Predrag Alvanya, a.k.a. Pedge the owner and founder of Secret to Living. Now, this episode is especially for the fellas, and I'll tell you why. Pedge is a health and performance coach that teaches men the art of seduction. Ooh. (laughs) Awesome episode. We get to find out a lot about Pedge's childhood in war-torn Serbia and how he ended up moving to Australia to now devote his life to helping men develop positive relationships. Hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Please excuse my voice and a lot of it. I was very sick at the time, but uh, work's got to be done. Without further ado, here is Pedge Alvanya. All right. Hello, Shift Show team. Welcome to another episode of The Shift Show. Today, it's a pretty special episode because I have a real-life hitch with me. Predrag Alvanya, a.k.a. Pedge, a.k.a. Mr. S2L himself. And uh, Pedge and I had a, actually a, the pleasure of meeting at a conference a few months ago and Pedge, by the way, your nickname at the conference wasn't Hitch, it was Romeo the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll chat about that anyway later. But Pedge, welcome to the Shift Show, my friend. Thank you. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure, my man. Buddy, I know you're just in a, in a big trip and I want to hear all about it. But uh, before we actually go into who you are, I want you to start off by telling us your worst date story. Because in your line of work, I'm sure you've had quite a few bad dates in the research time. So uh, hit hit us with the worst date story. Where do I start, man? Um, so I met this <laughs> one girl. I think it might have been at the gym. It was quite a long time, man. So so I'm sorry, my memory is not serving me too well currently. Um, but we went out on a date, and we talked, we talked, we talked, and I offered to get some to get some ice cream, and um, we got ice cream, and I wasn't paying attention to the way she was eating it, but the ice cream ended up being all over her face. <laughs> uh, all over her face, my man. And I was like, wow, what did I get myself into? This chick just smashed that ice cream and but, she's got more on her face than what she had in her mouth. Was she trying to was it was it was she trying to make it look hot? I mean, was it was it on purpose? Or she just did not know how to eat ice cream? She didn't know how to eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That is weird, man. That's that's an awkward story. Did you uh, did you give her a napkin or something, or just let it? You kind of let it happen. I kind of let it happen because I wasn't too sure how to go about it at the time. <laughs> uh, but I just let it flow, man, and I was I was a little concerned. And I had other females actually looking at me. No way. Observing, and they were like, oh, "What the hell?" Um, you, I think if you I'm, ever see her again, you should ask her out for ice cream again and see if she's uh, she's gotten better. <laughs> Over the years. <laughs> That's a good one, bro. Oh, man. Well, Pedge, again, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Why don't you uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little about who you are? And we'll jump right into S2L right after that. My man, I'm a, I'm a, let's, let's just say I'm a migrant that came from Serbia at the age of four after overcoming a lot of obstacles through war-torn 
war-torn obstacles, let's just say, mm-hmm. um, moved to Australia to start a new life. And it's been a hell of a journey, to say the least. Started from the bottom and now we're here, right? Yep. But we, I developed Secrecy Living by accident, you can mm-hmm. almost say. Um, just because of a friend who got me into, into business. And everyone has a different way of living. And I always thought, so what's your secret to living? That's why fundamentally I based secret to living. Because everyone has a different way. And what I like to teach is my way. What got me out of um, ruts and situations that I had mm-hmm. in the past. Okay. So you're pretty much sharing your story with with your clients and how it's helped you in the past. Okay. 100%, 100%, man. Been a long journey. Got it, got it. So, you know, talk to me about some of these obstacles you, you went through as a, as a child, as a young child in, in Serbia. My man... At the age of four, I remember seeing um, rockets, grenades, airplanes flying over the top of where I lived. Like pe- people were, people were literally dying. Babies were crying. Um, me personally, man, I was hiding under my bed. Wow. I was hiding under my bed just because of how scared I was. Um, and we needed to get out. And that experience still haunts me to this day because when I do hear sirens, it's like an evacuation siren. So if a police officer speeds by or ambulance or firefighter, mm-hmm. I still get that uh, that vision from the past. And it does it does tend to manipulate me a little bit still. Yeah. I uh you know, funny story, I had a uh, I had a friend from Iraq years ago. Years ago. And I think I was in grade seven or eight and uh, his, his name was Mohammed, called him Mo. And, you know, he just he just migrated from Iraq to Canada. And I remember every time the school bell went off, like he'd freak out, right? Something something would go on. And he was telling me that it was kind of the exact same thing, the siren that, that you know, the evacuation siren that he'd hear. And what he did was he became a boxer because for some reason that ding, ding, ding before the, the fight started, just got him in the zone, kind of maybe wow. brought the anger back, and uh, he, you know, he he turned that into boxing, and, and you know, ended up turning that into a career. So it's crazy how these little childhood, you know, things that happen when you're a child, you could still remember when, um, you know, when you're a lot older, and it still has that effect on you. It's insane, so, man. Yeah, it's insane, man, it's insane. man. So, so when did you when did you get to Australia? I got to Australia. At the age of five, my man, at the age of five, um, uh, my my dad's auntie brought us over because she didn't have any family here. Mm-hmm. And we were that we were that option because everyone else fled to the different countries and we were that option. And when I did arrive, I, mean, I didn't know a word of, in- word of English. Mm-hmm. All I knew was how to swear. And I was taught that by, by family when I landed. And I started <laughs> running out of classrooms, got expelled <laughs> up until then. I was bad up until year seven until the little badass from Serbia swearing at everyone. Yeah, man. Until <laughs> one kid beat me up, and that's what kind of changed things. Were, were you bullied? Were you bullied a lot as a job? All the time, all mm-hmm. the time, on that. There wasn't a day where I wasn't bullied. Yeah. Man, and how did that affect you? 
through my through my younger years up until age eighteen, it affected me massively. Yeah. This affected my confidence talking to females. This affected my confidence when I try to connect with others. This even affected my confidence when I try to make eye contact. Um, everything was just a shame, if you can say. And it wasn't. It wasn't me. It, it definitely wasn't me. Um, the war, the the bullying, the getting beat up by older kids, getting teased and like verbally teased. And words are powerful, as you know yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, takes a massive, massive toll on you over time. And it did take a massive toll on, on myself. Mm-hmm. On myself. So did you say you were bullied up until 18? I was, man. I was. Really? For a few things. For a few things. Wow, man. That uh, that's tough. I remember being bullied as a child, but I, you know, I think, you know, other than you know, bullying always happens, right? But uh, severely bullying, bullied. I was severely bullied as a child, I would say. And I know that sounds a little serious, but I, I definitely was. But it cut off. I mean, I think I think right when I got to high school, it just stopped for me. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's it's tough. You know, bullying is a topic that I talk about quite a bit and you know nowadays it's actually a lot tougher for for children to stop bullying now with cyberbullying out there it know, is some students are you know some students are taking their lives because they just don't have the help and support out there 100 percent i can see it's tough it's 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 tough out there man and you know i have little nieces and nephews that are in high school and in middle school and a couple of kids that i, I mentor around that age as well and you know they're bullied and their stories of bullying it doesn't stop at you know our our stories would stop at school because we'd go home to the safety of our our parents and our family but theirs doesn't actually really stop because of the internet right could be two, true man could be two in the morning you're home it's supposed to be safe with your family but somebody's posting about you or there's a group chat about you um so bullying has definitely changed man and we we got to do something to stop we must, we must, man. Like, I know personally from experience. I wish bullying stopped when I got home. Mm-hmm. I wish, man. Didn't yeah. stop, didn't stop like there at all. Yeah. Um, when your family bullies you for being perhaps overweight, or for having a certain dream goal, there's not much you can do at the age of 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. You feel powerless. Mm-hmm. You feel powerless. So, so talk to me about your your, I guess your your weight loss because right now, you know you're you're pretty jacked. <laughs> you're very very fit. Thanks, so you've uh, you've obviously had a huge transformation. So how did that how did that come about? So one day, uh, from eight, I started training in the gym eighteen. But I wasn't really like eating clean, you can say. Yep. It was just more okay. I'll eat and train, eat and train, and it was eating whatever, training whatever. That wasn't really a specific goal as well. Yeah, there was no consistent plan, right? Nothing, nothing at all, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what happened was I entered the gym one day and the office lady actually referred me for a personal training session with the gym, gym's PT. I was like, nah, nah, man, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> me, me being very shy at the time and being scared. Yeah. Um, it was like, nah, 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 I don't, I don't need him, blah, blah, blah. And... I declined, and two weeks later, she hassled me. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. From that day, 
I I never looked back. And it was crazy because he asked me, "What do you want to do?" And me playing me playing soccer in the past and stopping because of injuries, I was always competitive. Yeah. Um, it was it was just a part of me. And I think a lot of immigrants have that competitiveness. They they're hungry. They they're usually always hungry when they see opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like to him, "I want to compete." He was like, "What? Really?" Man, you're 90 kilos, you're overweight. Um, you want to compete? I'm like, yeah, we've got about six months. <laughs> and that was the case. That was the case. He didn't believe me. He even told me after the comp, he's like, I didn't believe you. I know that I believe in you. So you ended up competing in six months? I did. Wow. I did, man. Good Changed for my you, body. Man. I didn't look great, but... Hey, I managed to step on stage. Hey, do you feel great? That's really what matters. Definitely. That's that's Definitely. amazing, man. So talk talk me through that because that I didn't actually know that. So talk me through the, you know, what sort of training and not just not just physical training but mental training that you had to go through. Because I'd imagine so that's a, that's that's pretty mental. You know, that's a lot to do with the the mental stability. Six months getting on stage when you're not used to doing that at all. Unreal, unreal dedication was shown, man. Mm-hmm. So at uni at that time, I was working two jobs as well, trying to fund my family overseas, um, who were struggling struggling financially, and that's what I had to do at the time. Plus, preparing for this competition on a low carb diet, man. I'm yeah. seven days all <laughs> chicken and broccoli in in summer, and I didn't even heat my food. So that wasn't the best experience, but it shaped me and. I went for a long, long, tough prep training two to three times a day. Yeah. So what do, what do you mean by it shaped you? As a, as a person, man, mm-hmm. mentally, physically. I mean, if I could do that, I know I'm capable of anything. And discipline has, has always been my core, even through soccer. Yeah. I was always that guy who could just run, run daily. Um, run, run, run. I wasn't talented, mm-hmm. My work ethic was always there, and I think it's because of the immigrant side, the side that I have. It was like you've been through everything, and you don't really know what the word "lose" or "loss" means. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't know you you competed, man. That's uh, takes a lot of guts, man. Especially in six months to to go from not doing that at all to stepping on stage in front of all those people. That's that's uh. That's admirable, man. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> and I, I, you know, we clicked. I remember when we met. We clicked right away because I, I know that you had a weight loss story. I had a weight loss story, so it was kind of similar. And what I wanted to chat with you about was, um, and we touched on it a little bit, but just, you know, you mentioned this shaped you. You know, how did it? How did it change your life? I mean, how did losing all that weight change your life in terms of confidence? In terms of speaking to people, in terms of public speaking, in general, maybe in, even crazy, in terms of learning. Crazy you say, man, because at that time, I mentioned I was all, always rejected by females and even males, mm-hmm. so, like socially. Yep. And once I did start to develop a toned physique, females that had rejected me in the past started messaging me, what's your secret? What yep. are you doing? When they did see me, they were like, wow. Yeah, you transformed. You just got sexy. You yeah. just got hot, and that was something for me because I've never had that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with males, males would come up to me in the gym like, 
dude, how did you do that? What what's your secret? What are you taking? Are you taking this? Are you taking that? Yeah. I'm like, not at all, man. Yeah, not <laughs> I'm not on roids. It's just all natural. Hard work, hard work, <laughs> man. And I tell them what I do in my regime when I wake up, how I go about things. And like, wow, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. You don't stop. And it, it changed. It changed my life, like socially. Like, so people coming up to me, older older people, younger people, um, even my family. They're looking at me. They're like, "Wow, you look you look amazing, actually." Mm-hmm. So, so when you when you started S two L, was it was it meant to be like a you know personal training? Or no, was it not just at all. Mindset change. It was it was pretty much mindset change to acquire all these relationships. Yeah, because I'm a believer, man. You change your you change your body, your mind will follow. You change your mind, your your body will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, it all works. Like it all works together, man, simultaneously. And I started developing that aspect in talking to females, and that's how that's how S twelve started. I was helping guys talk to females because old was going to shopping centers in a singlet talking to random females, whether it be at Tara Cash, yep. the clothing store, or stopping her in a female and telling her she looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It would be like that, and that's where the confidence came from, from the physique. Ah. Uh. The mental change. And so, so what do you teach your clients to do? And just, just for all the listeners here, so Pedge is literally real life hitch, right? So what this guy does is, <laughs> what this guy does is teaches other males how to pick up women, correct? How to get in that mind state of picking up other women, which is, which is cool, you know. And it, it, there's definitely a market for it. I'll tell you Major. that. Major, right? There's, Major there's a huge market for it. Major market, my man. And man, I got so many questions. I got so many questions. So I'm just going to shoot some questions at you. So go for it, go for it. number one has to do with rejection. Okay. Cause that's obviously the biggest fear for anyone, for any guy. And you know, personally speaking, I mean, that used to be my, my biggest fear as well. Fear of rejection. So what do you tell your clients? You know, how do they overcome this fear? This is going to sound ludicrous. Yeah. But what I do like to tell my clients is go up to like, so they have, um, a set, a set, uh, set like time and limit. So perhaps today you're gonna approach two females daily, and you're gonna tell them that you don't, what you don't like about them. What you don't like about them. Exactly. So for example, you go up to a female, and like say, your 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 blue shirt, it just does not work. Like it doesn't match your hair, nor does it match your pants. We need to change something. We must change it. <laughs> So it'd be something along those lines, depending on what you don't like about the female. Yeah. By the way, for all the for all the fellas listening, take some notes. <laughs> this is the time to break out the pen. Anyway, sorry, go on. So it would be something along those lines, or your shoes. I wouldn't wear heels. Why heels? You're <laughs> you're, you're, you're too tall. Guys don't like tall girls. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just go and straight up like tell them what they're doing wrong. Straight no, up offend no, them. I've had this, like this, uh, people say, but won't you hurt females in that sense? Not if you say it in a playfully challenging way. Yeah. So yeah. how do you say it? If you're playfully challenging, you come off, I mean, you come off as an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. But if you're too playful, you're a kid. If you're too challenging, you're a bit of an asshole. Yep. So you got to find that in between. And if you do that, watch watch attraction build. Wow, man! 
that's one way I teach detachment right. to become fearless in that in that circumstance. Dude, that's huge. Rejection. That's uh. All right, so give us some other tips, man, because I'm I'm making notes myself. <laughs> give us some other so, tips. Here. So one thing I do I do know is males struggle to struggling what to say in the first five to twenty five seconds when meeting yeah. a female. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So what I like to tell my clients is before they head out, you have a mirror in your room or in perhaps in the in the in the bathroom. And you would spit out about one minute of looking perhaps at a shampoo bottle or looking at your shirt and talking about that exact thing. So about the shampoo bottle, it's blue, it's, it's, it's black, you love the way it smells, you love the way it looks, you love the shape. Once you start to spit out game in, in that circumstance, yeah. what's, what's your game flow when you talk to a female? Do all your clients follow? They do. And it's it's insane because it, it's never failed. Yeah. It's never failed. They just spit, spit game. And I've had texts, for example, of one of my clients who's in the toilet who's absolutely scared <laughs> of, of approaching or doing something. And I've gone out with one of my clients before. Um, we've gone out for drinks and I've made him approach. And some of the approaching that we do and what we say you wouldn't believe it like when you tell a girl you love the way her hips move and she reacts in a in a matter sexually straight away mm-hmm. you know you've won yep you know you've won um it's i deal with some insane stuff my man i to say the least like I, before this call i just got a message off one of my clients from california telling me he's been rejected today so many times and he has been given wrong phone numbers mm-hmm. and I didn't reply straight away because I wanted him to hang him but he's had a good good run up until now right yeah and all I'm going to tell him is to reframe to reframe to get okay. back to where he was and where he knows how to be and then go from there but it, no stress no pressure do you ever play no. the game of, of try to get rejected as many times as you can not necessarily because I don't approach every woman. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very careful who I who I approach because you look very very needy for approaching this girl that girl this girl that girl. It's more social dynamics what I like to teach when I go out. Yeah. So if I can connect with this girl, maybe she's got a cute friend. Or if I can connect with this bartender, maybe I'm gonna end up getting drinks for free. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So just building rapport. So let me ask you this, right? So how do you get guys not to just take girls out on a date, but how do you get them to convert them into like a long-term relationship? Build connection. So how did, how does one build connection? Great rapport. So I usually tell them to like, we like people who are very similar to us, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if a girl's ambitious, perhaps like yourself, you're going to find her attractive. Am I, am I right? Yeah. So then you start to um, you start to pick out things. So there's a process. There's a three-step like, three process I tell them what to do. So just write, like I sit down with them or I'll be on a call with them and there's three things that they answer for me to know the type of woman they need. And if this woman fits this category, 
then they may proceed into building emotional connection. Mm-hmm. But they know. They usually know me. You sense it. Um, and once you're aware, like like my clients become aware immediately, man, of their surroundings, their feelings, and yep. it's not so much of just about picking up girls. It's about becoming an aware, becoming a a social god, if I may. Ah, okay. So w- w- whether it's guys, girls around, just becoming that fun person. Exactly. Loving, loving life, man. And yeah. this all plays a part in your personal life after that. So mm-hmm. you become more present. You become more aware of, of your mother's feelings and why she's telling you something, for example. Yeah. Um, why your woman is, is shouting at you. When there's nothing to be shouting at, maybe she's just asking you to be there for her in that moment or to be there for her in general. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does a guy give off like positive vibes? At a bar, let's say I walk into a bar. How? What? What am I? What's the first thing I'm gonna do to give off positive vibes? My man, body language. Okay. Confident, confident body language. Always, always, man. Chin up, chest high. Walk like every guy wants to be you. That's a bold statement. That's the mentality, man. (laughs) That's the mentality. All right. Well, what's the what's the biggest mistake guys make out there? From what I see, it's, it's crazy because guys in Serbia, where I just where I was, and guys here, they're so different. Yeah. Um. And I think most guys make that mistake is where they look at a female for the next twenty to half, twenty to twenty minutes to half an hour, maybe an hour, two hour, mm-hmm. and the female is giving them permission to approach. Yet they don't do anything. <laughs> All they wait. It, to it's that fear, right? Most likely, man, mm-hmm. and they'll message her on Facebook, and it's like, well, don't you just see that female? What's she gonna think of you? How are you gonna talk to her on a date if you can't talk to her in person? Right? Wait, here? Hold on, they'll message him on Facebook like the, that day or like that same time. That day. That day. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, like man, I was out with a gentleman in in Serbia and. He was scared to approach his female and ask if she had a boyfriend, and I did it for him. Yeah. Then when I got back to the table where he was, he messaged her asking if she had a boyfriend. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I've seen this happen in Sydney so many times, man. It's <laughs> insane. It's insane. Damn, man. That's uh... All right. Well, okay. Well, how, do you, how do you help that? How do you help a guy like that? Because, you know, if, 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 if it's out there and it's a big mistake... Now, how do you help a guy like that? Because that would be your target customer. That'd be a target market right there. Exactly. So he needs to come to a realization that that is not going to benefit him in any possible way. Perhaps he's missing out on his future spouse, wife, or girlfriend if he can't approach her. Mm-hmm. So he needs to come to realizations. All right. That's the first step, realizing. And then we work on other things. Because most likely, man, people who do that, they have poor body language. Perhaps they've been hurt before. And even their tonality, it's rapport-seeking. So there's a lot of things we start to fix. And once we start to tweak things, fix things, things things change. It's it's crazy, man. I've, I've seen transformations and it's unreal. Like, you know Millennium? Yep. From, from Perth? Mm-hmm. That gentleman has made an amazing transformation as well. 
Huge, huge. Amazing. Amazing. We talk, we talk regularly, me and him, and man, he's been able to be a social god. Even at work, females approach him just by tweaking a few things. Yeah. And just, just for everyone listening, Millennium is a, one of the other guys we met at a conference. And I remember when I first met him, you know, he had this dream of becoming a stand-up comedian. And then now all of a sudden he's on stage kicking I'm ass real. at these shows. I'm real, man. How much balls does that take? That's amazing. And that's I'm that's real. in two months. That was two months ago that we, two or three months ago that we all met. And now yeah. he's he's rocking the stages all over, uh, all over Perth. I'm real. So, so you're right. You know, you... you you can have this fear, but all of a sudden, you know, you can snap out of it and it, it's gone. That, that's amazing. That's an amazing uh, success story right there. Crazy, man. And if he, I, I'm sure you met him over the weekend. Yeah, I did. Like, how, how different is his body language, tonality, and the way he is? Very, very different, man. Very, very different. Um, you can tell right away because you're right. You know, you can notice the, the positive vibes. You can notice the chest out, chin up. There you go. That's perfect. He's, he's unreal and it's millennium if you hear this man i'm proud of you i'm super, super proud of you man <laughs> i'm sure he will man i'm sure he's gonna hear this for sure he's got he's got he's got his own episode coming up pretty soon <laughs> man Pedge, let me ask you this man because this is a question that you know goes through mine all the time how do we get others to commit and i mean in a world where there's so many options there's tinder there's bumble there's happen there's all these dating apps how, as a guy, how do we get the girl to commit to us, guys, if there are so many other options there? Detachment. 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 Okay. Detachment. So what you're asking is how do we make this female fall in love with us? Yeah, exactly. Okay, first date, first date with a female is crucial. Mm-hmm. And what you look to do in that first date is – do something extravagant, something fun. Yep. Because next time perhaps she's alone or she's with someone and she starts to build emotional connections, she's, she's going to link that pleasure and happiness to you. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. She's so it's like, it's like working for us when we're not even there. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But in saying that, complete detachment on your behalf. Got it. touch on your behalf. Yeah. Not being needy, not having to text her every five to ten minutes. Perhaps leaving that text to three to four hours. Mm-hmm. And we let emotional connection work for us while right. we stay the time. That's awesome, man. I like there's, it. There's a, there's a few ways, my man, but yeah. this one this one is pretty bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in your in your opinion, you know, what what is the art of seduction? Getting what you want, where you want, when you want. All right. My man, if you can get into a club for free, for example, um, just because you're, you've are you built good rapport with the security guards, yep. right there and then, or the, or the host, you're, I believe you're a seductionist, man. Okay. You're good at seduction. My clients, man, now I've got another client, Shaman, who gets females approaching him. Yep. Buying him drinks. Look at that. Every every guy's dream. <laughs> exactly right, eh? That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing, man. No, it's, it's unreal just to see transformation and. And it's, so yeah, you know what? 
talk to me about the the feeling that you get when you see these guys transform. Like you just talked about Millennium, and right away I can tell you know how happy you were. So, what sort of feeling do you get when you when you help these guys? I want to scream. I just want to scream. <laughs> I want to scream. That's how passionate and excited I get. Yeah. It's it's like I can't I can't describe it in words, man. It's just something something different. Mm-hmm. It's something different. Give me satisfaction. Yeah. It's not even about me at him though. It told me so much. It's like it's you you put me through this path. Okay, but you've done all the work and you give me a purpose to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm there twenty four seven for my clients and they tell me I don't wanna annoy you. Hey, I'm there for you though. Yeah. I'm always there for you and they know that no matter what time or day it is I'm, I'm there I'm there man that's awesome it's unreal it's, it's an unreal feeling just to see them progress it's it's like you know I, I get what you're saying because I, I almost feel like we're in the same business obviously I'm not a hitch but <laughs> in, in terms of in terms of helping people regain their confidence like I love doing that I love helping yeah. people I love talking them through a weight loss I love helping them get up on stage and, and speak and the feeling that I get is like you know that's that's my obligation right to help people That's regain it. their confidence, and when you get when you do when you do that, I mean, you feel on top of the world. You feel like you've you're successful, you've achieved it. Very true, very very true, man. Yeah. Very very true. And I think the most beautiful thing about secrets of living is, it's not just that client being alone with me. There's a team on Facebook, like we have a Facebook chat. Yeah. And sometimes I don't even decide to um, answer a question one of the one of the boys have. Yeah. Um, the other gentleman answer for him, and then they do a video call amongst themselves and they connect. Look at that. And you, that's what I look to do. Do you guys all go out and party together? Because I'd imagine that'd just be a riot. That would be amazing, but it's so <laughs> hard when some some boys are from France, California, yeah. and Serbia, and it's, it's but I've done a video call while I was at Ivy nightclub, man, and all the boys tuned in. It was unreal. No way. Yeah, it was unreal. Damn, I wanted man. them to see the, the nightlife here. <laughs> hey, man, just a couple more quick questions for you because I, I, I definitely want to let you go. But, you know, we talked about fear earlier. So what's what sort of fears do you have? The only, only I think, fear I, I have, man, is I'm scared of heights. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only fear I have because as a kid, I used to jump off roofs. I used to jump on roofs and like do flips as well, and I think I did hurt myself a few times. So that's what brought the feeling. But besides that, man, nothing really, nothing scares me. <laughs> nothing, nothing scares me, man. It's, it's like whatever. Who are who are some of the people that you look up to? So Jason Capital, have you heard of him by any chance? Yeah, I have. Jason Capital is one of them. Um, I used to watch. Um, there was this one show. Where guys go into nightclubs, keys to the VIP, it's called. Yep, yeah, I used to watch that. And my my best mate as well, I have to say him, because me and him have grown together. Yeah, we were in a similar position, but he was just always shredded and lean, and he could talk to girls. But we got out of our comfort zones together. So, so them three and Mr. Stephen Merchant as well, who's my you can say business coach. All right. Yeah. Someone I looked up to dearly. I had the pleasure of meeting him as well, and he's a, he's an amazing person. 
Him and his wife are both amazing people. So that's that's awesome. They are. They are, man. They are so unique. Exactly. So it, what what made you want to start this? Just summarize it for us. But what made you actually want to start S2L? What made you want to start helping guys get out of their comfort zone and go up to women and talk? Pain. Pain, man. I hate seeing nice guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. I was that nice guy who always got his heart broken, who always got hurt by that female who always wanted that bad boy, perhaps, that rich boy. Yep. And guys struggle to realize that you don't really need to be shredded or look like a model, perhaps, or have all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have that to be able to attract the, the, fem- the, the woman of your life or that female in the club that's every guy wants. You don't need that. Yeah. You don't need that. Um, and... Just pain seeing guys get hurt. That's what made me want to start this. Yeah, it hurts me. You say, how do you? How, do, how does it hurt you? It does. It does, man. It's like I'm getting hurt. I'd rather get hurt than them get hurt. Yeah. That's how much it pains me. Like, <laughs> you're, willing, you're willing to take the hit, man. I would. I would. I would, man. Oh, I, hate, I hate seeing that. Man, listen. This, is, uh, this was awesome. I, I just uh, One more question for you. Now, it, you know, I guess con- concluding this, but what's your last piece of advice that you'd give to any guy out there that's that's probably struggling, that's maybe struggling when he goes to a bar, goes to a club, tries to meet a girl, it just doesn't happen. What's your one piece of advice? Raise your value and your standard. All right. Raise your value and your standard. Raise your value and your standard. I love it. One one tip I am going to give every guy who sees this and they want to attract the hottest female in the club, yep. this is what they must do. Approach that female in the first 10 minutes to 15 minutes when you enter a club. Mm-hmm. Approach her, talk to her. Don't necessarily need to hit on her, but build rapport because right. this can lead to many places. Damn, I like it. It's called pre-selection, you can say. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. All right. Well, listen, how can everybody get a hold of you, Pedge? You can find me on Facebook. We just got a website. Um, we just developed a new website, I should say. Um, I also got a Facebook page. You can find me on Instagram. And if you do have any questions or want to inquire about a program, um, feel free to message me. Or even if you're just looking for some free value, man, always, always willing to help. Awesome. Awesome. Pedge, I want to thank you so much, man. This was this was awesome. And uh, what I'm going to do is store your contact information on the uh, on the blog as well, so everyone will get to check it out over there. Perfect, man. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, no worries, Pedge. Cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you missed anything, do not worry. Log on to shivrad.com. That's S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com to listen to this podcast again. Check out the other episodes and, of course, check out the blog. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.